Hello and welcome back to New Paradigm Healing. This series focuses on ayahuasca-assisted therapy. Our intention is to educate, inform, and support the conscious and responsible use of ayahuasca in the Western context. If you want to know more about ayahuasca-assisted therapy and our upcoming trainings and workshops, sign up for our mailing list to be the first one to know about the latest news at avatarhealingarts.com. Hello and welcome to all of our listeners. This is Nina with Casey with the Ayahuasca Assisted Therapy Podcast. And today in this episode, we're going to talk about preparation for an ayahuasca journey and yeah, just everything that happens before the ceremony. That's what we're going to focus on today. We talked about this topic a little bit, you know, in other episodes, but a lot of people asking these type of questions. So we're going to just do this episode really going through <clears throat> some of uh, our experiences and what we learned so you can just make an informed decision and, and choose you know the best path that, that serves you you know the highest way. So welcome Casey thank you for joining today. Thanks for having me again. I'm excited to dive in and let's start with just talking about our experience a little bit so your first experience when you first did like how was that before what happened before you know you actually went to a ceremony I had decided to go to Peru maybe um four months before I started the journey and I had no clue what ayahuasca was I didn't even know how to say the name um, I had never heard of it, um, but something just stood out. There was a friend of mine um, who was kind of putting together this trip, and it was a woman from my hometown um, who was running it, her and her husband. So there was that trust factor there. Um, and had that not been there, that probably would have shifted my decision. But because I knew somebody, there was a personal contact with that going all the way to another country to do um, this kind of medicine wasn't anything that I would have trusted outside of having a contact. Okay, yeah, definitely. I, I can relate to that with my story. I really did not know nothing about this medicine or where is it coming from and the culture behind it and I was really really naive at the beginning but it was very similar my story that I had a contact that I had personal trust and confidence in this person and I got this opportunity and I trusted this person and this calling. And that's how I kind of ended up in Peru as well. And I think like I heard so many stories like this also during the years that, you know, people go in very naive without proper preparation, <laughs> just as we did. That, that's why we are doing this podcast, right? To, to educate people and to help people who are making these decisions right now. <clears throat> But one thing I would like to highlight here is that personal contact and trust. So, and we both said that we had that. And I think that's one of the important factors that I would really recommend to people that you have a personal contact. So somebody who you personally know went there and you know they, they told you your experience or you can get into groups or, or uh, organizations online or join or 
as the people, for example, if you are interested in a center or a retreat, as the organizers to provide you with references. So to say, you know, like a contact who you can call and talk to. Um, for example, when I receive new clients, I always offer them to, if they want to talk to somebody who did this program with me, then I give them options, you know, to um, to have, you know, a perspective from a client's perspective, right? So that that is something that is very important. I would like to talk about the calling, what we call the calling. What do you, what do you, what is this calling means to you? Did you have a calling and how that, how did that calling come to you? Yeah, good question. Um, it was pretty, there, I was in a space in my life where things just had to shift. I was starting this new um, photography business. Um, I really wasn't in a headspace to even know what it was that, who I was, what it was that I wanted, what it was in this world, what this world even means. Um, and that was the kind of soul message that I got was through going through this process, I would be able to navigate maybe that 24th dimension self, maybe access that higher self, maybe see that higher self. And it was, I did, um, in the fifth ceremony of being in the jungle, I met my higher self and I didn't know what that meant before that day. And it took me months and months and months to even know that that's what that was and integrate it. Um, and so it was for sure a soul calling to figure my shit out and to heal because of all of the trauma and abuse and talk therapy and EMDR therapy and all of these different therapies that I've tried in the past, I still wasn't able to let go of those things that weren't serving me, those lower vibrational things. So as time has gone, I've been able to slowly let go, but gosh, it was, I thought that that was going to be the answer, not the door that opened. So it was the beginning of my journey, not the middle, not the end. It was the very seed that planted to show me what it was that I was capable of, what my heart looked like, what, um, what love looked like, honestly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I can so resonate with that. So, um, okay, this is again, very common. I think a couple of things I would like to highlight what you mentioned. So, uh, a lot of people experience this need for change and the type of urgency. So you're feeling that you don't know maybe why you are not feeling good or what is that is not working or what is that you exactly want. You might be confused, but you definitely have this sense of something needs to change, <laughs> something needs to shift and, and, and it has to happen now. So that is uh, very common with people, you know, before that people come or some people come to a breaking point already, you know, and they are like, wow, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a change is needed and the choice has to be made. And then the other common kind of theme that I also uh, experience many times is um, the need to go to deeper, the need to go to the root of the problem. So as you said, you know, many people, including myself, they, you know, you had 
discovered other tools, practices you were practicing, so on and so forth. And we still kind of were suffering and we were still feeling that even though, you know, a lot of healing and integration happened in our lives and, you know, it's not the first time that you kind of embarked on this type of journey, but still something is still there and you need to go deeper and you need to find out, you know, what is the reason where these things are coming from to really create like fundamental change in your life. So I think that's another common uh, element. So what was that, um, that you, um, why you chose this particular tool or path? Like just because you had this friend and had this contact or it was some kind of other kind of intuitive, um, you know, why did you choose this particular path? It was a combination of some things. Um, one was financial. So I had a project that came through around that same time of booking it. So it gave me the capability of like financially going because that was a big thing. Mm -hmm. And um, the other thing was I was now working for myself so I could take the time, not in the corporate world, um, to actually take the space to go and come back and integrate in a way that wasn't back to my old life. Um, and the other thing was the, um, just intuition that I had that something had to shift and it was in front of my face mm -hmm. and it sounded like two and a half weeks, two weeks or whatever in the jungle without technology and without the distractions and on a no salt, no oil diet. And even with the screening process was pretty intense with the place that I went to. So I was impressed with the questioning, all of the. Um, meetings prior to going and getting on the flight, the organizing, like there was a lot of that that was just taken care of because somebody was leading that job in our group. Um, and so, yeah, there's, there were a lot of different components on why I chose it, but it was the jungle. It was a sole um, answer. I just knew that I needed to go and I had these things that I needed to work out. So just the peaceful <laughs> jungle was a, a huge attraction. Absolutely. Um, thank you for sharing your experience. One thing that is important for people to understand that uh, this is a journey, this is not an event. And we talked about this before. And I do believe that your journey starts when you say yes to this path, you know, when you say yes, I'm going to do this, I'm going to go to this retreat or I'm going to travel or I'm going to go like when you commit and you say yes to this calling that what we are talking about that is your beginning of your journey and many people describe that they have kind of processes so to say and things coming up before the ceremony because I feel that the medicine is really working with you once you say yes and and make this kind of commitment <clears throat> and then as as uh, Casey was mentioning the the ceremony itself is like an initiation. That's how I perceive it. When you are crossing a threshold, when you are opening a door into a new um, space, you know, uh, it's a type of expansion. And, and, and really, some people say that's the real beginning, you know, so you can have different perspectives on this. I think it's the beginning when you say yes, and then it's a type of initiation. There is a preparation, and then there is a type of um, initiation is the ceremony itself and then we talk about the integration that you know we talked about a lot and we'll keep continue talking about that happens after 
the ceremony and this is where most of the changes take place and the embodiment happens and you know the the, the healing and everything um falls so it's important i think that's another thing that i would like to highlight that you understand that it's not a one night stand it's not an event so you take time for your journey you take time for the preparation for whatever uh, is your context for the ceremonial um, aspect or part and for the integration as well so taking time off from your life to focus on this and to dedicate yourself and to receive you know through this experience all that you can is very important um, that you create space and time for that in your life and you are not going for a weekend with the ayahuasca and then Monday you are in an office back to work eight hours a day um, that's not the best choice that you can make let's just say that and um, with the preparation in particular what Casey was mentioning another good I think um, element to highlight is what happens before the ceremony. So if you choose a center, a place or a person who will, you know, create the ceremonial space, uh, what happens before you go there? So for example, if, um, if they are in contact with you and they only focus on that, you send them the money and they do not uh, require any information from you from your about your medical history for example if they do not have any pre-consultation or screening so if if these people only want you to pay for <laughs> the thing and don't care about nothing else then please don't go to that place because it's very irresponsible and unprofessional and uh, any every you know, uh, integral healing space and healers will do a serious pre-screening. As um, Casey was mentioning, I, I do like an hour free consultation with people, you know, before they commit or they decide. So, and, uh, and there are contraindications. There are situations when this is maybe not the best choice for people, you know, to do this. So that is very, very important. If you have any medical condition, then it's even more important that they screen you. They talk about if you're taking any medication. Um, again, mentioning that, for example, if you are any type of SSRIs for depression, that's contraindicated. You cannot be on medications with this medicine, with this particular medication. You have to um, detox yourself from this. So this requires uh, personal assistance from the people who are leading that space and they will guide people how to prepare, how to detox in their particular case, what, what they need to do, you know, and also screen them if, if this is the best choice for them. So if, if you have no screening, then that's like a huge red flag of that. Maybe this is not the best place for you to go to um okay anything about this Casey that you would like to add yeah I would um first I well talking about it now and looking back from the very beginning of this process and you were talking about like the the plants or spirit medicine like reaching out beforehand and I do it was right whenever I said yes that that the trees and things just started communicating and like the, the simple, the little tiny knowings 
Um, and that was really the beginning, but yeah, the, the whole consultation part, the preparation, the diet, um, all of it, if there was not a guide to help me, I wouldn't know what to do, but you do have to have a very pure body. Um, there was even like people who went and didn't do any of the medicine just would connect it to their third eye because of heart conditions or depression or medication that they couldn't get off, um, that they couldn't get off of. And then also something I wanted to, to bring up is there's a lot right now, or maybe not a lot, but it's for sure one story on social media where there was like a, a healer or a shaman that was um, like sexually assaulting, um, making women uncomfortable. And that's something I never even thought about going into it. But now with social media and all of these things coming out, it would make me think twice about where I'm going and who I'm trusting, because there's a lot of things out there that I wouldn't trust that spiritual opening around if it weren't something my soul was very um, certain of and my brain too, like it would have to make sense. Absolutely. And thank you for pointing that out. Um, yeah, this uh, type of behavior, I think like, for example, sexual harassment is you know, unfortunately, it's not just in these circles, but it's like in every area it is um, it, it is happening. And that's definitely that we need to become aware of and, and heal, you know, together. But again, just coming back to when you are making a choice uh, regarding the space where you are going to and the people who you're going to trust to lead you through this experience, you have to do research. And today, if you have a computer and internet, it's not difficult to do research. And yeah, if something happens, people will post it and you will be able to find it. And um, definitely these things are happening with a couple of people are indicated, you can research that and you can find out very easily what are those places that are kind of compromised and obviously <clears throat> don't go there. So we don't, uh, you know, participate in these kind of activities, then these places will cease to exist, you know, and, and I think that's a good way. Uh, of dealing with it that we have to educate ourselves and take the responsibility for our choices you know um, so when you are making a decision it has to based on obviously logic and doing research and educating yourself and intuition what we talked about a calling a trust a feeling personal connection so on and so forth and and your choice comes together from these two elements so you you have rationality and you do research and then you have intuition as well and and if you if both of them telling you that this is the right thing to do then you go ahead with that right so just because you trust a person because it's your friend for 30 years and they are saying oh you have to come to this place not it's not sure that it will serve you the same way as maybe it served your friend. And uh, so, you know, relying on simply just blind trust or, or personal connection, it, it can be also not balanced or relying only on logic, you know, and research and ignoring your personal feelings and intuition that can be also, you know, create um, problems and situations. So, um, what, what is really important, I think, um, what I believe is setting an intention. 
So we're going to talk a little bit about the intention and what do we mean by that and a little bit about set and setting. So when you work with any kind of psychedelic um, medicines, we talk about set and setting as two factors that influence your experience to a great extent. And what does it mean is that you have a set refers to your mindset. So your mindset and what you're thinking, what are your expectations? What is your mindset when you are going into the ceremony? What is your intention? So on and so forth. And the setting is the physical environment and also mental, emotional, energetic environment, all kinds of environment that you are in when you are going through the experience. So these two things will greatly, greatly shape your experience. So that's why if you take the same substance, you know, on a party, on a festival, or you take it in a sacred uh, ritualistic way with for healing and prayer, it, you're going to have completely different experience, you know, even though you can use the same medicine or the same substance. So therefore, um, the intention that you are going forward for this whole journey is is i, I believe is crucial because uh, it was my experience that i observed that i always had this very clear intention that i'm doing this for healing and self-discovery like uh, and 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 that was my intention i want to know myself and <laughs> heal myself and and learn and be in in service you know for myself to the world and how can i serve and how can i learn and how can i know myself that was my intention and i was always guided to very safe places with integrity with beautiful people and i i can say it's really my experience i never been in a bad well I don't know, it's, it's, you know, depends on your perception, what is good or bad for you, but I never been assaulted or I never had any kind of these stories, you know, with people with lack of integrity, I somehow always, you know, connected. And I believe that a big part of it was that my intention was very clear, you know, why I'm doing this. And sometimes if you don't have a clear intention, you still have an intention because everybody has intentions, expectations, you know, we are human. So, but if you're not clarifying that and, and consciously setting that intention, then, you know, you might not be aware of, of what is that you are sending out unconsciously maybe or from trauma or from wounding, you know, and this can lead you into situations that, you might experience as, as you know, traumatic or, or negative or bad experience, but I think it's just a question of perspective, you know, how you look at in, in the bigger context, you know, why you are going through that experience and why did you end up there and what happened to you? What does that mean to you? And what can you learn from this experience? And obviously, you know, I'm not advocating it, you know, that if, if somebody assaults you, that is a good thing, absolutely not. But I'm just saying that um, because you are an energetic being, we are spiritual beings made up of energy, you know, everything is energy, your thoughts are energy and your intentions and thoughts are very powerful things because you create with your mind and, you know, this has a great influence. So I would say that 
you know, big part of the preparation is to set a clear intention or to have somebody help you to prepare and help you to set this intention. And then you are kind of sending that very strong and clear signal out in the universe. And you're gonna, with the low vibration, you know, you're gonna attract and connect with people, places, you know, and events that are matching that vibration. And I do believe that this is working like this. It worked like this for me and for many people that I've seen. So what do you, what are your thoughts on that, Casey? Um, first thing is setting your intention. So each ceremony that I've participated in, I've spoken or said either out loud or to myself what my intentions are for that ceremony. And they were different each time. Um, healing was always a part of it, um, but they were different as I've gone through different ceremonies in the past like year and a half. But I was in one, my um, the last one that I participated in, which kind of gave me this huge realization that the medicine was me. <laughs> and so this whole like, oh, okay, like I can connect with God and spirit without being in these ceremonies, but it was a very aggressive, I guess it would be a good word, a very aggressive ceremony um, that I, I had never been a part of one aggressive before. Um, so there was a lot of yelling, a lot of screaming, a lot of um, get your stuff out, that kind of um, projection. And the ones that I had been in previously had been very personal. You are on your own personal journey. You're in your little, you're on your little yoga mat in your space with your bucket and your water and you're shaking, you're going through your own personal purge, but it wasn't people getting it out of you. So that one was a little bit different and I can see how that would be beneficial, but that's for sure something I would ask before another ceremony um, because it for sure wasn't aligned with me because I had had spiritual abuse and stuff as a child. So there were some triggering points. Maybe that was good to trigger. I'm not sure. I'm still to this day processing that ceremony. Um, but I will say that taught me that they are all very different. And sometimes that I guess there are more aggressive ones. <laughs> Yes, uh, that's another thing that uh, good to mention about expectations, I think, you know, that's another thing that even though many people say don't have any expectations, we do have expectations because we are human. So let's bust some myths here. And, and uh, one of the biggest expectations that I've seen with people that they do have an expectation to the ceremony in specific that it has to be this psychedelic journey. It has to, they have to go on this psychedelic journey and see things and beings and in this other world and so on and so forth. And many times, you know, you can have experiences when, which actually not visual or psychedelic with, based on your definition of psychedelic, you don't have maybe visuals, maybe you don't feel, uh, you know, altered maybe you're just like, I don't feel anything. Maybe it's very physical for you and not psychedelic or mental emotional. It can be very mental, your process that is not physical or emotional or psychedelic. It could be just a total mental process. It could be very, very emotional 
and it's just emotions cleansing and washing like it can be so many things it can be so subtle you know the work that the medicine is doing that you are not aware what's happening and you think nothing is happening and there is something wrong or this is not working for me so my i would like to share my perspective on this because if you understand that you are coming you know into kind of communion not in a religious way but in connection with a higher intelligence a higher state of consciousness and you are going in with a prayer and an intention and you're surrendering you know to that and then you question that oh maybe she's not she didn't do a good job or this this infinite divine consciousness just made a mistake you know because i didn't have the right experience to so think about it this way the type of arrogance in a way you know now you either trust and believe you know that you receive because you know you are going asking for something this implies that you don't know you don't know the answer you don't know what to do you know and then you receive something that you interpret in a certain way and you say hey you didn't give me anything or you didn't give me what I wanted or I mean come on you know it's like kind of funny to think about it from this perspective and my experience is absolutely 100% your ceremony experience makes total sense in the light of the integration when people are going through the integration and we unfold the whole story it really comes out why was that significant so for example if somebody say okay this is not working for me i i everybody had an experience and nothing happened to me so there was something wrong you know this already bringing up stuff that is like how do you think about yourself this is your worldview that all the other people can do it there's something wrong with i couldn't you know that's part of your process that's part of the revelation that's part of the medicine teaching you and showing you your mindset and why you are stuck and why you cannot manifest what you want so on and so forth but often you don't understand this in the ceremony because you have a specific expectation and then you don't see you know what is there or you are so involved in your own story that you cannot see and that that's why you need integration and that's why you need guides you know to to help you to understand you know and and um, create the changes you know that you want to really create so um i believe there is no good or bad experiences i believe the experience is that what you have to have in that moment maybe you don't understand why with your mind in that moment but my experience is that it's it's long term you can really understand and see if you pay attention it's a kind of like a also like decoding information you know this world is not like our material world we need to translate and you know to to the with the mind also you know to understand on that level and that's also sometimes takes time so um, i think with yeah. these ceremonies um like because they are so spiritual um my because of my past and having um spiritual abuse as a child it it made me wonder the aggressiveness and what um 
me see how I want to phrase this. What are the potentials of spiritual attacks? Is that even something that you've seen? Is that something that, that happens? Because that, those are the things that I feel like I don't want to bring myself vulnerable to are other things that, that maybe I, I hadn't quite learned how to protect myself from that I'm now learning, but those were the thoughts that were going through my head were these you know, was, is it, is it possible to be spiritually attacked when you mm -hmm. are on, you know, in, in theogens and in a space of this, um, spiritual awakening with other souls that you may not know? Absolutely. I mean, you know, as we talked about, we are spiritual beings. We are made up of energy vibrating on different, you know, frequency and, um, and when you work with this particular plant, the ayahuasca, you are definitely in a more expanded state. Everybody knows that, whoever been with this medicine. And that means that you are more open as well. You are more open. So you can receive things more. You can also let go things easier. You know, it works both ways. You are more expanded, more open. That's why we need the ceremony. The ceremony is creating a safe place and the container. And it's good that you brought this up. So how you can protect yourself on every level. There is physical protection, sexual protection, mental, emotional, spiritual. Of course, you know, there are all these levels exist. You are existing on all these levels. That's why we are talking about preparation. And this is the spiritual aspect of preparation, how to create a spiritually safe place you know where healing can happen and not more trauma obviously and big part of it is as i see it as was we talked about you setting a high vibe intention that your intention is to heal is to serve you know is to remember you know to awaken <clears throat> these are kind of you know uh, high vibe intention so that that is a determining factor your your intention you know that's if you are like hey i want to connect with like spirits that's an intention too and you're gonna but you don't specify what kind of spirits or whatever like you know that 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 could again create situation when there you are and maybe you didn't set the right intention and then the other factor is obviously the person who is creating the ceremony. So the shaman or the people who lead the circle, not every case, it has to be a shaman, but there are people who are trained and experienced, you know, in holding and creating these spaces. And this is very necessary with this particular medicine, because exactly what you said. So the shaman and the leaders of the circle will create the ritual that is the spiritual protection and the safety that will create a safe place. That's why in traditional circles, they don't allow you to leave the space unless you go to the bathroom or something, and then you have to move back because you understand that is the safe place. You know, that is the place that is created and you want to be in there, you know, while you are on this journey. So um, I think these two factors, you know, the people you have to uh, choose the right people who can who have experience and who know how to create these spaces. And also with your intention, you know, you can do a lot, you know, to to protect yourself. Like, is this is this answer to your question? Mm -hmm. I love what you said, because it's like your intention needs to match the facilitator's intention. and. I, 
I think it's important to know your facilitator's intention or your healer or your shaman. So they should speak the same intention of, you know, they're there to hold space and heal and, and help heal or help um, create space for you to heal, whatever their intention is, if it's aligned, but then that trust value, it's really hard to trust yourself in that space. So um, yeah, I, I can't, I can't even express that enough. <laughs> well, that is the element of surrender. And mm -hmm. I think this is kind of good note to, to kind of wrap up that. Uh, I think Osho said that uh, life is your ideas. And this just like stuck, you know, in my mind. And I do believe when you work with this particular medicine, the ayahuasca, you are going into another reality and and going into the mystery you know so there is no way of knowing really what will happen no, nobody will be able to tell you so there there is like an element of surrender and trust that is needed you know after you researched after you had personal interview after you ticked everything that you could possibly do uh, there is this element that you just cannot make 100% sure and you need to surrender. I think a lot of people under uh, or think or interpret this word that you give your power over to, to somebody, even if that is God, you know, there is something, somebody outside of you giving your power away and, and, and that doesn't feel good and it shouldn't, you know, <laughs> it shouldn't feel good. That's not what it's about for me it's for me is to really recognize that my mind is limited my human conscious mind is kind of stupid it's kind of very limited you know so the mystery that is lie i cannot understand with that limited tool you know so i surrender to my higher aspect my higher self soul spirit whatever you want to call it source energy you know, and I do trust that I did all the preparation. I put all my intentions. I'm praying and asking for healing. You know, I'm, I'm uh, responsible, you know, like you do it in a sacred, responsible way with the highest intention. And I trust that everything that comes to me will serve that intent. I, I have to trust that there is, that's what it means for me to surrender. It has to be an element of trust because you can never figure out. And after so many years, every time before I sit in a circle, I have this, you, you might perceive as nervousness, but it's just the feeling that I have respect and, and humbleness, you know, know that I'm going into the mystery and I don't, I don't know everything and I'm here to learn, you know, and uh, I think that that is like an important factor after everything, you know, so um, do you relate to this? Do you have that, you know, part when you were like, okay, I surrender? It took me a very long time and I still struggle with surrendering. I am mm -hmm. not pretending I have this mastered whatsoever. Even allowing the medicine to be, or just allowing the medicine was to work. It was like in my head at the time, I wasn't worthy to be fixed, worthy of being fixed. And so I had to heal some of those things before I could even surrender. So it was integration before I was surrendering. <laughs> like, I would do the best I could, but I didn't know what that meant. Absolutely. No, I know I am also in that process, you know, because we are educated and conditioned to control everything and to try to control everything. And that's the opposite of surrender. So it's kind of, you know, 
it is a learning process for sure. Um, I want to mention some contraindications in terms of preparation. So one of the things that people ask me about is age limit. You know, how old you have to be to do this. That really depends on the place. You know, there are um, spaces where you can bring in children as well, you know, and families participate. There are spaces for that. And there are spaces that specific specify that it has to be only adults. Um, I don't think there is an upper age limit. I never heard about that, but yeah, that could be it's so it's very specific. You need to investigate this, you know, in terms of age and um, also contraindications wise, as we said, if you are on serotonin blockers, SSRIs, if you are uh, have schizophrenia or psychotic episodes or were, you know, treated with psychiatric medicines for, for these reasons, you know, that's definitely something that needs to have individual, you know, I, I don't want to say that you can never do this because I don't believe that's true, but it has to be with that kind of guidance and preparation who are confident, you know, to lead you through that experience. And, um, uh, again, pregnancy could be contraindicated, but again, I had personally friends who were pregnant and sit in ceremony, although they didn't take the amount of medicine. So, and again, that is depends on tradition and the circle and so on and so forth. So that, that, that has to be, it's very individual. That's why you want to have professional experience, people who are dealing with it, because, you know, it depends on individual and you know, that's one of the gifts of this medicine that even though we all drink the same medicine that is prepared in the same way, prayed over the same way, and we are sitting in the same setting, but we will have completely different experiences and journeys, you know, depending on our individual needs and desires. So that is, you know, the intelligence of this medicine. And uh, just to, to finish with, I, I really want to bring in again just the spiritual aspect and the sacredness you know if you think about it maybe i can compare it to wedding you know in terms of magnitude and sacredness so you imagine you get married you prepare for that in so many ways and there's a lot that goes into it and then you have a beautiful dress and you you know you it is an occasion that that you that you want to put everything in and prepare, you know, uh, beautify yourself and be ready and, and remember. So I think it's a good way to approach this journey is that you remember that uh, everything is sacred. You are sacred. This is a sacred ceremony and you are sacred and you are going into a sacred space and on a sacred journey because everything is sacred. So uh, please don't go after, you know, uh, night out, you know, the next day, oh, I heard there is a ceremony, now I'm going to sit there, like, that's, that's really, you know, not how, how it is done, and how this medicine should be approached, and, you know, the medicine will teach you that for sure, if you choose that path, and, you know, I don't think it will be very pleasant in a way, so yeah, do, do, did you experience this sacredness and this ceremonial part of, you know, when you work with this medicine? Absolutely. I don't know another way. Right. <laughs> it's, I stepped into it in the spiritual ceremonial space. Um, so yeah, I've, I've never um, ever 
had like been under any kind of entheogen outside of that sacred space. And I've even done ceremonies by myself um, that are the same. You know, I say, I set the space, I set the intention, I, um, all of that whenever I've done work, you know, solo as well. Absolutely. Yes. Like even to meditate, even to, you know, uh, pray or to do a little altar or whatever, like this ceremonial aspect. I think a lot of people experience this if you work with this particular medicine that you have a more like connected, you integrate that spiritual aspect in your life and you your life is becoming this this ceremony in a way, you know, not in a religious way, but ceremonial way of you know doing things and looking at things and um and knowing that it's all spiritual you know in a way and i definitely feel that more and more and more you know um through this connection as you described as well <laughs> all righty uh i hope that i think we we recovered um most of the things yeah the guide you know have a guide the most important just to remind people that if you do not if you never did this if you do not know how to prepare if you do not have uh, integration uh, therapist or coach or guide who can help you to integrate and create healing space and safe place for your journey after the ceremony then please make sure that you you have supportive environment and you have experienced people you know who who can assist you and and it's it's wise to ask for help it's wise to ask for guidance because as we said you're going into the unknown you're going into the mystery so <clears throat> that can ease your journey a lot you know when you have safe containers that you know um, like-minded people and and trained therapists and guides and experienced um helpers you know you can can help you to create that so and it's very very important as we said you know because it's a journey it's not an event so yeah have help have supportive environment reach out for help help is always available it's like a lot of people now getting involved in this and offer you know support people before and after uh, their you know in their journey so um please do your research and of course you can uh, reach out to me and go to my website avatarhealingarts.com and I also have a lot of content so you can you can just um, educate yourself also while you are going through your experience and there's a lot of content out there thankfully it's growing that can support you to understand and to navigate your process but the best is if you have people helping you you know not the internet um do you have like a little circle and you know that is and and this type of support and and how do you find how important is that for you that you have that space it's been a process throughout my journey that i do have people and um support um it's not necessarily like ceremonial space but i do um, like ecstatic dance classes and sound baths and sound healing and things like that that has the same kind of support cacao ceremonies to um all sorts of places like that i just um yeah and i've got people for certain things that i you know would need support with but it's been interesting finding those people aligned and trusting those people because that the surrender of it all and knowing that the people in my life are for my highest good and sometimes they're not so you know it's 
listening and trusting. And I think in any situation, there's going to be things that benefit and maybe people that aren't so beneficial. So, you know, a lot of it's been a process of just changing who my environment, completely shifting my environment, slowly shifting my environment, but those all become very clear what is serving and what's not. It's not a question. It's just a matter of <laughs> when are you going to listen? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think that's one of uh, how you can gauge your progress in terms of integration and embodiment, how much your life changed and how much your relationships changed. Because, you know, that's a big indicator as you are going, because it's going to shift and change big time, you know, once you are, uh, going through this healing process with intention and uh, with commitment and uh, so definitely if you if you're keep going for ceremonies and your life is the same and nothing is really changing then I think that can be a sign that you need integration you need more integration to embody you know to 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 be able to create change because that is um, you know the reason why this medicine is serving us this is the way how she's serving us help us to create the change that we want to create you know but we need to create that change we always talk about this you are the healer we are the healers and love is the medicine and we need to take action so i hope that this was helpful for all of our listeners if you have more questions that we didn't cover please um just write to us or leave a comment and yeah sign up and subscribe for my new youtube channel healing and awakening with nina itzel we're gonna upload all the pot all the ayahuasca assisted therapy podcast there also on a separate playlist so people can access it on youtube as well so i'm very excited about that and yes join me on clubhouse which is a really cool app and i have tuesdays 5 p.m est an ayahuasca group there an ayahuasca room for an hour and a half it's uh, an interactive room where you can just share or ask questions and we'll talk everything about you know ayahuasca assisted therapy so sending lots of love and hugs out to the world or prayers to the world thank you casey for being here with me today oceans of love to all of you thank you so, uh, for having have me. a wonderful magical day mm.